0: And weave it into your own life with the same unrelenting passion to give those you have the privilege of coming in contact with the best hour of their day. You started your business to help others. Somewhere along the way, you lost the capability of doing it on your own. Imagine how much different your business would be with an extra $10,000. Would you pay your rent? Would you buy new equipment? Would you pay your coaches more? Would you pay yourself? What if you could do that and donate to others? We started our business to help you. Finally, a a payment solution for the micro gym space. We are proud to introduce you to WheelPay, a platform that allows you to both save money and be generous. With giving partners like the Phoenix, the Navy Seal Foundation, the Green Beret Project, and other charitable organizations, you can trust that your donations will make a massive difference in the lives of others. Saving has never been easier. Giving has never been easier. Pay better, do better, we'll pay.
1: You've heard me talk about it before and I'm truly not joking. I'm being 100% genuine. I love Doc Spartan products. I use it every day. I talk about the Sex Panther Beard Balm. That's literally what is in my beard right now. And I use all of the scrubs, my favorite being the coffee scrub, just in the shower, gives you the tingles, gives you the feels. I love it. And there's so many other great products. I use their deodorant. I've used their hand care when I've had tears. Just check them out. It's a veteran owned, you know, guy that was in the military serving our country, Dale. I got to know him over the years and he's just a great dude. And I started buying his products and he reached out to me and said, Hey, we want to support the show and we appreciate it. And I just want you guys to not only support Doc Spartan and Dale, but also reap the benefits. If you want to be sexy like me, then you want to check out Doc Spartan products, 15% off with the code best hour. That's best hour for 15% off anything at their website. DocSpartan.com. Check out the coffee scrub and definitely check out the beard bomb. And ladies, there's stuff for you too. So head on over to DocSpartan.com, use the code BESTHOUR and save 15%. Ron, we've said it before, we'll say it again. If you're doing a good job at your box, your clients become raving fans and they never leave. But inevitably, people come and go, whether it's relocating whether it's just time off from doing crossfit or maybe it even is hey i'm going to join the box down the road inevitably someone's leaving your box your members leave i know for me back in the day this is really what caused me to want to almost leave the crossfit space. Is you take these things very personally
2: i don't know where the, somebody we all break up eventually is kind of like the the moniker now the if you have a good finger on the pulse of what's going on in your gym like some sort of discussion on the way out the door isn't always required so I've got a couple of cancellations this month at the gym I don't need to talk to them this has been an ongoing conversation for weeks on end like one is a is a prego who's going to be out for 16 to 20 weeks potentially with travel and then post-maternity stuff and so I don't need to do it. And, and we've talked about it beforehand so stuff like that like i know it's coming there's another another one was oh i already knew she was going to be gone um after like six or seven months because she's she's beginning post-grad school we had the conversation on the front end of her joining the gym so this idea of like chatting with people and in the idea of exit interviews Um, I'll I'll tell you it hurts most and people get their feelings hurt and they take it personally because they're not paying attention because you kind of, you got caught off guard because these are surprising to you. That's why people get their feelings hurt.
1: Yeah, I would agree with that. I think, you know, way back when, you mean, before I had contracts put in place, which is something we encourage in affiliate you before having a better pulse on the community. Like I knew my 12, 20 close buddies that were members of the box, but not the other hundred plus people that were coming in very consistently. Yeah, and you would get that, you know, whether it was a cancellation email, a phone call, a sit down and, and, it, and it would sting. Like you said, you know, it's a breakup. And I think as, as a box owner, a struggle is you're dating hundreds of people. You're gonna have lots of breakups. You wouldn't do that in your relationships because you know eventually you would be like this is just too traumatic and that that's, that's that is a struggle for box owners like keeping you know a happy face when people leave
2: i think what you stated there is part of the problem which is this idea that yes i do have a relationship with these people but the, it, it becomes problematic when I look at it as a relationship, because now the expectation is that I should be getting something in return other than just the agreed agreed upon
1: exchange. Yeah, you're right. It's it's hard. Look, we all get involved in CrossFit because first, like your typical transition to box ownership looks like, I found CrossFit, I love it. You know, I'm going to do it every day and I don't stop talking about it. All right, Um, next, you know, and some people just stop there. But then there's always the people like, I'm gonna get my level one and I wanna be a coach part-time. And then those people, you know, typically go one of two directions, you know, multiple, like, okay, I fall out of love with this thing is always an option, or I wanna coach full-time while keeping my job, or maybe this is exclusively what I do. And then there's the portion of people that go to box ownership. Point is, most box owners initially start this thing out of just passion for fitness, for helping others. And especially in, in my world, it was, you know, very little uh, rational thinking like you're doing, okay, this is what this is. It's like, that's my friend. And my friend is leaving me and that, you know, I feel like my friend is breaking up with me and not only that, they're going to a box down the road. So now I feel like they're cheating on me, you know? So it's, it, it's, it's hard to remove emotion from that.
2: Well, so I, this is, there's so many aspects to this, which is what, you know, if we look at just the, the big bulk, like, why are they leaving? But if, and if, and if the bulk of them look, look and sound like they're leaving to go somewhere else, there's an entirely set of other problems that we need to address. What I mean, like when they're going to box X, Y, Z, that's problematic. If they're leaving because life circumstances happen, well, there's nothing you could do about that. Like it just happens. There is no scenario in which every person that joins your gym stays there forever. Like it's just not real life. That is unicorn town. Don't move in there. You will be disappointed forever. You know. So look at this, and I get it. I, I get it. You you start this thing. It's passionate. Most of these people, you know, you're passionate about it. Most of these people are friends or family who joined to begin with. So I had a pre-existing relationship with them prior to that is well outside the 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 bounds of this monetary exchange for goods and services. And then at some point I, I make this transition to a business owner, but I but it becomes problematic when I keep this other kind of emotional attachment to it. And I'm not saying that you should approach this like a robot and be like, they're all just clients and it doesn't matter. Like, no, that's not what I'm saying. You wanna have you wanna be invested in these people's lives, but only to the extent that it aids both parties right? So to some degree, everybody knows this. And this is something that a lot of gentlemen struggle with is I have to keep people at a distance to an extent, right? You only have so much emotional equity that you can dish out. If I, if every time somebody, you know, cancels, because they, whatever, so life happens th- that I get this emotional, I get emotionally upset about it. Well, we need to talk about number one, why you're emotionally upset about it. Number one, it's probably because you were shocked that this was happening. Because think, you're not because you're not paying attention. Number two, you are attaching a financial loss to these people, which is also problematic. Okay, why are you upset? Why is it problematic if if one to two people leave, right? Like we had a higher than average cancellation rate for the month of um, April right? Did I freak out about it? No, they will come and go in waves like that is after a dozen years, you will have months that are kind of anomalies in in this world here in Virginia Beach. I can pretty much tell you where they are. They're roughly spring and fall, because that's where a lot of PCS or if you're in the military, this is where a lot of people transfer and move. Right. So it's not weird. I'll have an outflux sometimes and then I'll have an influx or when deployments happen. So I'm not I don't get freaked out about it. What I need to zoom out and look at is Month over month, on average, am I getting my net three even in these poor months? And I will tell you, that is what happened in April. Even though we had a higher than average kind of cancellation rate, and a higher than average would be like something to the tune of 10, right? But at some point, if you have a two to 300 person gym, a 1% turnover. It's good. Is, is, it's good, but it's still a lot of people, right? Now you're talking yeah. about nine to 10 people every month. So I need to be looking at things like, okay, well, if I'm not bringing in 15 to 20 leads and closing on a minimum of 50%, well, now I have a churn rate problem because I'm not outselling that. So there's multiple things attached to this. And this is what I go back to all the time, which is none of these ideas exist in a vacuum. Again, it's kind of like the the models of fitness right? We've got 10 general physical skills, hopper, metabolic pathways, uh, uh, sickness, wellness, fitness continuum by themselves. They are not adequate to give the definition of fitness. All the things that we're trying to teach people with regard to running a gym by themselves are not adequate to run a, a machine that just hums. You have to put all the pieces together, right? You have to understand organic marketing. You have to understand offer optimization. You have to understand retention practices. And when one of them falter, You can almost always, I can tell you after a long time and many, many years of doing this, if I see some anomalies, you know, in air quotes, because they're not actually anomalies, I can almost always trace it back to a drop in one of those pillars of the business where like I got distracted, it didn't get done when it was supposed to. And I can almost undoubtedly attach it to that singular function. So A- you have to not be emotional about it. And you have to think about this is a monetary exchange for goods and services to which my job is to give services to people. Right. And sometimes we break up. And after that, I would, I would challenge everybody when people leave because they get into grad school or because they're moving to start a new job or whatever there, they, they got promoted and they moved across town, and they do go to another gym. You should be happy. Why and not being happy is selfish.
1: I, I, you know, you've said so much there. Let's, let, let's stop for a second and, and think one. That's a lot.
2: I know. I, I overwhelmed. You overwhelmed me. I over tiny little brain. I get it.
1: You know, I would say, yes, most people are getting upset. I know I was. Part of it's personal and part of it is, yeah, that's $150. I mean, imagine you had a normal job and and every randomly your boss was like, okay, I'm not I'm paying $150 for this month. You'd be like, this is crazy, this is stressful. like so so part of it is yes, that is what a lot of box owners did. I know that's what I did. And I will say a lot of that can be fixed and remedied with better protocols in place. The other thing you said that was really smart and I don't know that all of our listeners caught on to is that net three. That's something that we talk about a lot with affiliate university clients and that you know these other programs out there are gonna, throw you 20 or potentially 30 people at any given time. And we know the majority of those don't stick. We know those 20 or 30 people cause uh, stress to your members. And even though you think you're getting this tremendous influx, you're, you're maybe breaking even if not. Lose. I've, we have both seen boxes fail with that model. Our, our model is one of you need to retain your members by doing an amazing job with them and then net three new members Per month, And if you could do that month over month, even when you have those 10 losses, like you mentioned, you're up 36 people at the end, you know, it's, you and I were having a discussion on investing prior to this, and it's no really different than investing in the market. Like, hey, yeah, there's going to be ebbs and flows, but at the end of the year, we're going to be up 36 people like you need to ride out the down months and you need to not, you are very good at not letting me get manic for down, but also not let me get manic for up right and you, and you need to be a little more even-keeled and that's just a lesson in ownership in in entrepreneurship entrepreneurship is not your gig if you're super emotional and it took me a very very long time to get over that because you said like we said you, you do have those attachments and one thing that i really get excited about is years later you know i've not owned the albany crossfit for almost probably longer than i owned it at this point and when I see someone like reach out, like I found Albany CrossFit in 2008 and they moved somewhere and 13 years later, they're still doing CrossFit, but they only came in for three months, four months. That to me is a sign that I did a really good job, you know, not just in the sense that I opened a box and my coaching staff was good, but think about the, the impact there. Or for me, like I've, I've traveled and then moved around the country and wherever I moved to, I find jujitsu. And if I would have had a really shitty experience at jiu-jitsu on day one, instead of meeting Bruno Tostis in Latham, New York, who to this day is a friend of mine, you know, he did a great job because jiu-jitsu has become a part of my life. No different, we all have those things in life. And you do have to remind yourself of that. Like you, you got involved in this to change people's lives. And if that's what you're doing, at some point you have to be like, okay, cool. That, that's still really valuable.
2: I think the frustration and number one, I, I do think it is important to, to really get to, and we've talked about this before in our previous episode about like breaking even is not okay. Here is what is ultimately at the crux of people getting so emotional about this. When people leave and, and this is probably going to stab some people right in the gut, which is kind of the point. Maybe you're not, you're not really upset that that person's leaving. You're not. And here's how I know that if they left and they continued paying for that, paying for a membership that they never used, you wouldn't care. Right. You're not that good of friends with them. I'm sorry. You know why I know that? Because I've been that guy. Right. And this is for all the same people that are, you know, when somebody buys membership and they never show up and then one day and then one day they cancel and you're like, oh, man. And I'm like, wait, what are you all manning about? you you're definitely not all manning that, that you never saw them and that you're breaking up with them. You're all manning because you just lost 160 bucks, which is lazy and selfish. So again, if, because that is what, this is back to the money thing, right? Which is why you need to run a profitable business so that you can be okay with these, these interactions because the, quite frankly, they are inevitable. There is no scenario, zero. It is not real where you run a gym and nobody ever cancels
1: it's not real no it, it, it's definitely not real obviously there are many things you can do to i wouldn't say prevent people from leaving i would position it more as there are many things you can do to retain people and and like right. we've discussed affiliate university is all about retention you know people that like to ask me you what separates affiliate you from some of these other coaching platforms and i say look we get it. You run a business. You need to make money. But more important than that money is, we're helping you create a business that you just love being at. I mean, look at Fern. Right. I mean, every time you see him, he's in his office at the gym. Right? If you watch these episodes on YouTube, he's at the gym because he loves being there. People come in. They're your buddies. He has super spreader events every weekend, crawfish boils. He's doing all sorts right. of things.
2: I was in Nashville party ended up. Yeah.
1: Too. Yeah. I mean, he's going to Texas. Like, First of all, we could talk about the fact that you are immune to COVID. I think there's definitely something to be said about your your Cuban ancestral blood. Um, hey,
2: live fast, live long is the way I like to say it. Live fast, but, live long.
1: But at the same time, it's you know, that's that's really what it's all about. And if you're if you're going to a job or your business every day that you love, there's zero chance you're not making money there. Right. It's, it's the old adage from Glassman, from a lot of people like, don't chase the dollar, chase excellence. And if you chase excellence, the money will come. And it's the same way we structured our current business with Affiliate U and Best Hour of Their Day. I mean, we've talked about it. We've been putting out these podcasts for over two years and it took 18 to We just 20- hit
2: episode 400. It's actually more than 400 if you count the those um the least listened to episodes on the podcast, which are your book episodes, so it's way over. I
1: knew that's what you're gonna say. Yeah, I mean, we've put out for like probably 420 plus episodes of of some sort of podcast, but we didn't do it for the money. We did it because we really enjoyed it, and I mean, look. You don't have to say it. I'm gonna say it. You don't. You don't have to say it. I wasn't gonna
2: say it. I don't know what you're gonna say, but I know this is. A, I know this is gonna be a moment of self promotion.
1: This is so no. Ahead. It's just you know. don't it up. I feel you know like you started this thing just because you wanted to spend more time with me. You enjoyed talking to me. You look at me kind of like a mentor, like a you know I inspire you a lot. Um, there's just you know. So I just want to say you're welcome. You know, it's been a couple of years. We probably should have gotten this out earlier. You're welcome. If you need anything, you know, I've helped you through a lot of tough times in your life. <laughs> you should ask
2: my wife. You should ask my wife how much I to, I use the term. I'm going to choke him. I'm going to choke him
1: to death. I am curious about that. I mean, I really rarely say anything negative about you to rise. and and mostly because I mean, uh, I get
2: it. The listeners get it. Everybody gets it, but you. Yeah.
1: I was gonna say I could have I can go off. Trust me, there's plenty of things to do negatively. But I will say in my, you know, this day and age, 42, 2021, you know, I try to look at the positive and and I would recommend that kind of on this note with this episode, it's like look at the positive rather than saying this person's leaving, like, hey, they were here for this long, they were a good member, you know, focus on focus on that. But I mean, I'll
2: give everybody a a really a real life example of this. So we had a guy. um, He was here. He's been here for four. He just had his four year anniversary at the gym. Within the last couple of months, I remember four years. I mean, you
1: assume if somebody's been there four years, they're a lifelong member. I mean,
2: you want them to be, and he's a fantastic guy. He actually, he actually, he, he left a couple months ago. He canceled, he got a new job and I'm going to back into this in a second, but he, he just randomly sent me an email. He's like, Hey, I just had a break for work. And I just wanted to send you an email and just check in and see how you're doing. So we traded emails a couple times. He's a fantastic person. He's just a good human being. He, you know, he told me he's almost getting double unders and, and this is a guy that he was like working on some weight loss stuff. And he's been doing a lot of, uh, running in his vest. Cause he's really excited about Murph. So he like filled me in on it. And he's at another gym and he's, and he's enjoying it. So, but the point was he's been here for four years. Um, he went through a real tough bout of unemployment because of COVID stuff. And we scholarshiped him because he was like, I got to cancel. I was like, don't cancel come in. You know, at this point I was trying to take care of everybody that possibly could to prevent people from getting depression and all these other things. I was like, dude, just keep coming. I don't care. Like we'll, we'll figure it out at some point in there he's like hey we figured out my wife and I we want to pay and i said i don't care he's like we want to pay i'm like cool you can pay it's fine and then he comes to me and he and he was just like hey i'm he he actually cried on his last day but he like he told me he cried like when he left right cuz he's like he just had to leave very abruptly he's like i got super emotional and i was like i get it man like it's it's cool like we're going to miss you too but truth be told i had a very small portion of the old me when he told me he got a, this new job. And I was like, oh man, he's leaving. And I and I'm, admittedly, they go, I mean, it was like a, like a fraction of a percent of me was like, oh, that's lost revenue. And then I told myself, I was like, dude, this guy's been unemployed for like six months. Like, what is wrong with you? That that is the <laughs> initial reaction that you had to this. And I was like, snap out of it, dude, that's the old you, don't do that shit, it's gross. And I was like, bro, I'm so stoked for you because I know this is a big deal. Like, you've been struggling with this whole thing. Like, you got a job. This is amazing. Congrats. I wish you guys nothing but the best. You know, he's got a wife and a kid and, and a son and all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, dude, I'm like, it's great, but there that still exists in there. So I'm like, I, I'm like, I need to talk. I need to talk to myself about that. Like, that's not okay. That this guy had a, a really positive interaction and there was still this little tiny piece inside me that's just like, oh man, it's 170 bucks, like whatever. And I'm like, you, that has to go away. It can't be that about it anymore. Now, the way you fix that, which is where I was going with that, is people are upset because they have not put the tools in place to make sure that this isn't the thing that, they, that it ends up being all the time. Which is like, I just lose this revenue altogether right? So do you have agreements in place where there's going to be some sort of fair trade for both parties, right? However you structure those. What are your holding cancellation policies? Because realistically, if somebody does submit a cancellation, it's not like I don't get that revenue. If I have a proper cancellation policy in place, which is, you know, 30 days notice, which is not weird at all, industry standard, probably, I have 30 days to make that up. So, if I did have these cancellations, they're not actually going to manifest themselves financially until next month, which is fine. Right. So now I'm like, okay, cool. We got to make that up. And then, and then I should be putting in all the typical retention practices. And then the last piece is if, if these come across, if you're doing all these things and they come across, I'm like, that one's weird. I don't know about that one. Like, why is that happening? You know, and I know pretty regularly, like that one comes across. I'm like, that one's weird. Somebody's got to nab this person to figure out what the deal is and have a conversation with them. We've talked about this before. This is when you can put an an exit interview in place, just be like, hey, what is going on? Because a decent portion of these, you can save by just giving them an alternate solution because they don't pay attention.
1: I I agree with you there, you know, and and as we talk about these exit interviews, yeah, I think one of the purposes of these is sometimes you need to sit down and just talk to them and and you may be able to keep some of these members, you know, especially the ones, you, you're always going to have people that are moving. You're, you know, you're right. going to college kids that are graduating. You're going to have people that in the summer, they like to run or they, you know, whatever it is, that's fine. But then you're going to have members that either, either considering going to a different box or they're, they're like, man, this CrossFit just isn't for me anymore. And you're like, wait, Doing functional movements is not for you. Like squatting isn't for you. Like you need to have those conversations. So exit interviews can serve multi-purpose. One is potentially, I mean, I don't know, Fern, maybe out of every 10 exit interviews, two are ones where the relationship can be salvaged and and you can keep them there. I would go as high as three
2: or four if there's not like a like a a pretty binary reason for them leaving. If if it if it's not like they're moving or something along those lines you for sure should figure out what is the genesis of them leaving because you may have a solution that they're not aware of, or you can now create a solution because the other people will follow behind this person and have the same feeling at some point. Or they're like, Oh, my schedule just doesn't work. Cool. We're, we have open gym. I'll see you tomorrow between one and three. That's an open block of time Come in here. I'll give you a workout. And they're like, I can do that. And I'm like, you can do that. And I'm like, I didn't know that. And I'm like, we've only said that 4,000 times, you know, so you can, you can solve those problems. Um, so, and a lot of them you can head off at the pass by doing check-ins if you haven't seen somebody in a week. And again, we've talked about this before as well. But these are where retention practices come in place. But all of these are based on getting people results, which is what they came in for. If they're leaving, it is typically because they're not getting results. They're not happy. If they love it there and they're getting what they want out of it, either emotionally or physically or both they're not going to leave they will figure out a way to stay so and this is hard for people to swallow but what am i not doing that is the genesis of this person leaving what are they not stoked about and again i wish i could remember typically you know more often than not people leave crossfit gyms not because they had a bad experience they typically leave because they come they become indifferent about the experience they don't love it it's not good it's not bad it's just money that i'm paying uh, that is now exceeded the threshold for what i'm getting out of it right Get which more. is why that which is which is the $29 threshold which is why that is way under that threshold which is why those other businesses exist that's why that model exists because it's under the threshold what crossfit gyms are are charging which which they should be is way above that threshold so if i'm not getting what i'm paying for out of it based on my perceived value this is when i become indifferent to it and the, the threshold for most people is too high to continue to pay that
1: And and here's what that typically looks like before they leave. If you're a box owner or a coach, next time you're in class or next time you're watching, look around and think about which members basically know their shit. In other words, they don't ask what a thruster is. They can do most workouts, you know, RX. They don't really need to know their scaling, but they show up and they get their workout in. Those are the people that when you're charging 150 to $200 a month and they're like, wait a second, for, you know, $2,000, I can outfit my garage forever. Or the every global gym right now has a CrossFit area, whether they call it a functional movement area or, or what, I mean, every global gym has bumper plates and kettlebells and wall balls and boxes, you know, for 20 bucks, I can do that. Those are the people that you need to be aware of. And if you're, not doing things to continue to keep them involved, to continue to keep them motivated. And also, well, things that we talk about, like your uh, events, your perceived value builders, things that are helping grow your community. They're gonna, those are the ones that are gonna leave. You're not losing, I mean, you, you run the risk always of losing someone newer who needs to lose weight because they were intimidated, they didn't have a good experience. It's rarely that. It's always like you say, the people that are, well, is this really worth it anymore? Right.
2: I'm not getting what I'm like, I kind of know this stuff. I'm not, they're not really helping me. You know, I'm paying, I'm paying for a service that no longer delivers. And what, and now what I'm really considering is, Hey, can I just do open gym? Like those are your people that are at risk.
1: Yeah. I mean, look, Rogue is, we were watching a movie on Netflix and they had Rogan Thunder Force. Like they had the soft boxes. They were doing box jumps. It's crazy. It was
2: Thunder Force.
1: It was like some dumb comedy that we were watching. It's new. Yeah. It was like uh it was entertaining. But there was this there was a scene in it where they had rogue boxes, and I was just like, man, rogue is just all over the place. And you know, I don't have I told you that. I mean, I've been a longtime supporter of rogue fitness. Going so back I think
2: I think I may have heard this three of someone body by body by Jay.
1: 2007.
2: Listen, I listen, everybody, this is we're gonna give a slow clap right because because this is the longest stint jay has gone without mentioning his in air quotes relationship with bill henniger and the fact that he purchased from rogue when he was running body by jay so i will now tell the story for you long time ago guys jay jay put rogue on the map because he ordered i don't know a a, a, a rings or a piece of chalk or something and since then they've been on the ups on the up and up so congratulations bill and katie you would not be where you are today without Body by Jay.
1: There's a direct correlation between me shopping with Rogue and their, you know, vast improvement. Would you do you think Rogue will ever go public?
2: I doubt it. I don't. No, they don't need. They to, wouldn't. Right. They don't need to. Like typically, co- companies go public for cash flow.
1: Yeah, they own they, Ohio, which they don't need. He literally bought Ohio the other day. They, yeah, they, they,
2: it's, it's Columbus is just gonna get renamed to Rogue, <laughs> the city I of Rogue. It.
1: Rogue Ohio, that's cool. I think I look. I don't doubt within twenty years that can happen. So anyway, let's tie a bow on this. Exit interviews are vital before we wrap up. Give me two or three questions that are a must ask at these exit interviews. Number I, number.
2: I'm not a fan. So this is the same thing as as bringing people in. I'm not a fan of this checklist that people go through. So if 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 you have in your mind they come in and you break out the clipboard the clipboard you have. Already ruined this interaction, so don't do that. Approach this from a human standpoint. Be empathetic. They're leaving. Like if you don't know, literally, just when they sit down, and be like, "Hey, I just wanted to chat with you. I wanted to get some feedback and find out like what it is that's going on because you're leaving, right?" So they come in. Hey, tell me what's going on. And they're like, oh, "I'm just work. I'm, it's work. I'm stressed. Like blah 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 blah." And then, if you have a solution, provide them a solution. If they tell you that something up, something else has come up, and they ha- they have a, had a life change, ask them how you can help them. Is there anything that I can do that would make this transition easier for you? Can I help you move some stuff out of your apartment? Can I do whatever? Like, there's another lady in here yesterday. That her and her husband, they like she came down before class. She, she told me they're staying. They just started, but anyway. But the point is like help, help them. She's like ah, we went down to one car, and at the end of class, she's like, is anybody going towards the other direction? I was like, I was like, I'll take you home. Like. It's like you don't have to, and I'm like, I know I don't have to, like, but I like you. You're cool. I'll drive you home. So I drove her home afterwards. But so it's like, find out what it is. If you have a solution, provide it. If you don't have a solution, ask them how you can help. Is there anything I can do for you? Like, can I send you at-home workouts? Can like, can I provide uh, a dumbbell or something? You, like, help them. Right. Going back to a no is not a no forever. A cancellation is also not a cancellation forever. They very well could come back if you make the breakup pleasant.
1: That's really it, you know, be willing to talk to them. I, I like the idea that it's not a script, it's a sit down. Maybe you do it at a local coffee shop. You know, maybe you do it, you know, do where you're not gonna get distracted. You know, worst case scenario, they're leaving. What better way to have the, you know, how many breakups have you had where you're like, hey, we're still friends? No, it doesn't happen. The girl hates me, you know, she blocks me on social media, et cetera. But, you know, if you can end every one of these relationships on a positive note, when and if they do decide to continue to do CrossFit, guess what? They're going to do it at your box. And, you know, if you do it right, you put them into a campaign, your email campaign, where they're still hearing from you, or maybe you leave them in, you know, the the one where you're talking about the member of the month and the events. Maybe you invite them to an event, even though they're not a member. Right. Do all these, you know, treat them like, not like dollar signs, but- The same way you treated them on day one and person, firstly, it's less likelihood that they're going to leave. But secondly, even if they do think they need to go or they're going to come back,
2: many of them will come back. That just happened Saturday. So yesterday we had a guy leave, I don't know, maybe a year ago. He's an airline pilot was going all but wasn't flying and then as he was trying to help his wife's business and he came back in but a lot of things have changed in that so we've gotten rid of some memberships one of the old ones that he was on and he's like ah, i just don't want to pay, pay that price point and i was like cool if you do the paid and full option it's like about as close as i can get you to the to the to the previous price point that you're at and he was like all right i'll just do that cool that's a win because he we left on good terms i wasn't like fuck you guy like i can't believe you're breaking up with me i mean I do, like you're so busy you can't make time to work out like don't approach it from that standpoint, I was just like, cool, we're here when you're ready. Pe- like, And if you don't already know this, guys, like, it works in cycles. Like, People get really into it, and then they'll have a little fall off, and then they'll get back into it and stuff like that. So just be prepared to help them out when they come back. Remember, that's what we're here for. We're here to change people's lives. And having negative interactions with them because you're upset about losing $150 is short-sighted right? Think about the long-term implications of like keeping this relationship intact, both for you as a business financially and for them getting what they want out of this. So again, approach it from a human standpoint and don't think of it from a standpoint of like, what am I losing? Think of a standpoint of what can I do for them regardless of how this unfolds.
0: So you never miss an episode of the podcast subscribe to our youtube channel and on all major podcasting platforms at best hour of their day thank you so much for tuning in and for being a part of the best hour of our day see you next time